Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Boink Radio Podcast, your one-stop shop for all Boink and Science news from the past week. We are here on this Friday afternoon for me, morning for our co-host Delta from Australia. I tell people where you're from every week, and I'm sorry for that. You should should have the privilege of doing that yourself. Say no, hi. it makes it more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's a frosty morning over here. Frosty. It was. Uh, it's been snowing here for the past couple of weeks and uh, weeks, days, and it's. Uh, it's like I want to plant my my food. Like enough already. <laughs> What yeah, is frosty well, for you, by the way? Like 70 degrees Fahrenheit? Uh, oh, I didn't get the conversion, but it's around 8 degrees Celsius. I'm wearing Sounds full too- long pants, thick everything. It's freezing here. Jeez, jeez. Well, before we get into uh, your tea this morning, I want to remind people that we are an hour later this week uh, and for all weeks moving forward because time, it's a mother bleeper, huh? What are you going to do about it? So... We're at 5 p.m. EST on the Boink Network Discord. Everyone is welcome to join in the discussion with their mic or the text chat. If you say something relevant in the text chat, we'll bring it on into the uh, recording for you. Uh, episodes are posted at boink.network. That is a website. Or you can listen to them on Spotify, iTunes, uh, what are the other ones? All, all the podcasts, main podcast platforms. Um, all the links okay. are there. Go get them. <laughs> yeah, uh, they'll be uploaded usually within three days of the live recording. Uh, what else? What else? Any more uh, groundskeeping, housekeeping? That's what it's called. I think uh, that's. Oh, I think it's oh. tea time. <laughs> well, first, first, Delta. Oh, no. We're having a sit down. Have you heard about this? We're having a sit down with someone from LHC at home. His name is Eric McIntosh. He worked at CERN in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, and 2000s as well. He's worked there for a long time. He is retired now. He serves as a um, a consultant, I suppose, uh, and he helps run the LHC at home project, which is the Boink project that CERN has put together. Uh, and we're going to have a sit down with him. We're going to ask him questions and pick his brain and talk about particle physics and getting superpowers by, by jumping into the uh, Hadron Collider. Yep. And also ask him about whether we can make a black hole or not. That's the question we're all wondering. The golden question. Oh, nice. Golden question. Because you can also maybe make gold with this thing. Hey, oh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, that so, is true. That is true. I can explain it. So, audience out there, if you have questions you want us to ask a very knowledgeable person about the Boink Project LHC at home, do feel free to reach out. Right here on the Boink Network Discord, there's a Reddit thread up there. You can tweet at us, at Boink Network, with the hashtag sit down and boink, uh, and we'll ask him. Uh, we oh, we also a- have an email too, don't we? Oh, yeah, boink.network at gmail.com. Reach out with questions there or with anything you want to reach out to us with for prepositions. Uh, so... <laughs> We already have a good list of questions ranging from the science of LHC to how the Boink project is set up to why the heck, what's up with the virtual box, huh? And uh, some other stuff too. So do ask anyway. Who knows? Maybe it's something we haven't already thought of. All right. I think that's it. That's it. So Delta. Finally. (laughs) Go ahead. Tell us about the tea. What's going on today? Okay. I have my peach censure with me again. The thing is this time... I want to talk about the honey, because the honey is the most important part of the tea, because otherwise you just get a bit of mess of leaves, all right? So I got a new honey the other day, and uh, it's... uh, So let me just explain. So before we had this honey, before we had this new honey, we had the store-bought honey, all right? Because we're running out of honey, we said, uh, might as well just get one from the store. All right, so I grabbed it from the store. It's a big brand here in Australia, Um, and I I had it with my tea, and it is... 
it is horrible. It's it's liquidy, it's watery, doesn't have that much sugar, and honestly, I feel like it was synthesized in a lab. All right, but now I got this great tea. I bought it from a shop just a town away, and apparently the honey is actually made uh, inside that actual town. So um, you're getting something from the actual producer, and it is so much better. I'm drinking my tea here. It is smooth. It is sweet. It is brilliant. And us here in Australia, we're really passionate about our farmers and agricultural industry here. And um, yeah, we as we say as we say, we're we're the food bowl for Australia. We're the food bowl for the world sometimes too. And so it's just great to get it straight from the farm. I can hear you mixing it up over there. Did you uh, yeah. just did you break quarantine to go get honey next in the next town over? Well, there's a supermarket there. I had to go to the supermarket oh, on the way out, man. grab one of the pots of honey from the town. Awesome. Uh, that sounds delightful. I did get- also, <laughs> to be clear, uh, I'm not in some like dust bowl town out in the middle of the desert. <laughs> I mean, I'm in a suburban town. If you guys are wondering. <laughs> I was. Tell me more. Tell me more about your white picket fences, <laughs> I can, huh? I can, t- I can tell you more about the Dust Bowl of Australia because I've been there, or at least a part of it. But yeah, I'm not going to explain it here. <laughs> <laughs> Save it for another day. You would be proud for me. Proud for me? Proud proud, what? proud of me. I'm really struggling today. <laughs> it you must should be drink the, some tea. It must be the tea I'm drinking because I normally drink coffee. Uh, I got some chamomile tea because I'm like, you know what? Everything's mm. changing. Why not switch to a little tea? Give it a shot. It's actually really good. I'm but a fan. I've had bad experience with chamomile, <laughs> so I don't know if it's going to be bad for you too. Uh, what should I be looking out for? <laughs> it, the chamomile curse. <laughs> what the heck have I gotten yeah. myself into? <laughs> yeah, for those of you who don't know, one of the episodes that I was on, I was drinking chamomile, and God, I was sleepy for the whole time. <laughs> oh, now I got you. Okay, noted. Well, I'll let you know if I fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, is it time for that intro? I think it is. This week, we are going to talk about uh, boinking on platforms, platforms on which we boink from uh, Android to Linux to uh, ARM to what have you. But before we get into that main topic today, let's do some news, eh? Right off the top, uh, I mean, we're all in lockdown, most of the world. So, hey, guess what? People are flocking to citizen science projects like Foldit, like, uh, uh, what's the one you always talk about? Zooniverse. Uh, yeah, Zooniverse, Folding at Home. Folding at Home. Well, these are distributed computing citizen science projects. So Folding at Home and Boink and Rosetta. And uh, Folding at Home, for example, is up to some crazy number of exaflops on computation power. They've gotten some major entities getting involved with their GPUs. And it's really exciting to see that stuff and the, the, the engagement. Boink is up to, I think, 150,000 active users uh, in the past couple of weeks. That's up. Uh, how many users did you say in the past couple of months? Thirty thousand. Uh, total, total, just new users gained is around forty thousand in the past two months, with, with, which is crazy. Yeah, that's uh, that is amazing stuff to see. So, this is what happens when people are at home and there's the practical thing that they see that they can contribute to. So, that's a little nudge at at point projects out there. If you want crunchers, explain to people what their crunching will do. And uh, once they, once people can see that they're actually contributing to something worthwhile that they feel connected to, they'll flock to you. Um, but also, we've been getting emails about other projects out there, computing projects and whatnot, that are pretty cool. So uh, like we said, email us at boink.network at uh, gmail.com. But we got an email the other week about this uh, platform called Dream Labs. Delta, 
Do you know anything about this? Because I do not. Yep. So I've I've uh, worked with it a little bit in the past. Um, it's a little program that runs on most phones uh, that's uh, made by Vodafone. So Vodafone's a telecommunications company. Um, I'm pretty sure it was made uh, here in Australia, or the, at least the idea was made here in Australia. Uh, and it's a it's basically sort of like Boink and sort of like folding at home. It's a it's a computing project, except it only runs on your phone. Now, the key thing and the reason why we're going to talk about platforms today is because Dream Labs allows iOS devices, so Apple devices, to actually run computations and help out uh, citizen science. Uh, whereas with Boink and uh, other distributed computing stuff, it doesn't really support Apple or iOS because uh, it, it's this weird thing about how you're not allowed to have executables coming onto the device and from an external source we'll and whatnot. We'll get into those details. Yeah, later. and we'll get into that later. But yeah, so Dream Lab, it's basically sort of like Boink, works on similar projects like Alzheimer's and other diseases. And um, yeah, it's computation on your iOS device. So check them out, Dream Labs. Shout out to Trond for bringing that our way. Thank you for that information. And the reason that this is so cool is that working with, uh, with phones is... There are phones everywhere, as I'm sure everyone <laughs> knows and sees around the world. I mean, hopefully people are putting down their phones a little bit now that they're stuck at home all the time doing a puzzle or... Oh, I think it's quite the, the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, we'll, the we'll, all be sick of it. <laughs> we'll all be sick of it in a year once it's all over. But the... Uh, there's so many phones around the world. They're not being used all the time, and they're charging a lot of the time. And when you're charging a phone, you can use it. Like, just use it. Why not? And then the, that the principle sort of that I'm getting at is the Internet of Things. There's going to be little computers all over the world and cars and, and, and refrigerators and, and watches and all these things. And it, it, each one is very, very small. But when you hook them together, just like folding at home, which is the same principle as Boeing PCs, essentially, and GPUs, uh they become giant supercomputers, like the largest in the world. And the amount of uh, science you can do with that sort of stuff is uh, its crazy. <laughs> it's the small parts that make the whole. Deep, deep and correct. Uh, and here we go. we have uh, Anna in the chat saying that all of Boink computing power is, uh, it, it turns out to be the fifth most powerful supercomputer in the world. Uh, that is based on this thing called floating operations per second flops. And it's difficult to really actually measure and equate flops from a supercomputing to flops from a distributed computing network. But at the end of the day, yeah, that's freaking awesome. Uh, the, the reason is that supercomputing, centralized supercomputing does have its uh, its role to play. These things work in tandem with one another. It's very important both of them but uh yeah boink is huge folding at home is huge uh i don't know how big dream labs is but i bet she's fairly large yeah uh considering that there's probably more computers on the earth than there are humans now um yeah <laughs> everyone has a phone so yeah awesome so moving forward from that a uh, little rosetta at home update or COVID update uh first of all delta just recorded a project brief on Rosetta at home that should be uploaded shortly after this episode. So do check that out if you want to know more about the uh, the gooey gooey details of what Rosetta at home is working on. Uh, but with COVID-19 projects, a reminder that you can crunch Rosetta at home. You can crunch uh, GPU grid, TN grid, TAC, that's T-A-C-C, the Oh, man, I looked it up because I couldn't remember what it was last week. And I still can't remember what it is. Uh, Texas Advanced oh. Computing oh, yeah. okay. Co Coalition. That's not correct, but it's closer. It's closer than it was last week. Yeah. Uh, and I like tech better. Sounds good. <laughs> tech, tech does not care. 
And then uh, under development is World Community Grid's pandemic, uh, open pandemics project. So there are five Boink projects that you can crunch that will be working on COVID-19 or COVID-related uh, uh, work units, I suppose. Tion Grid and GPU Grid are working on ACE2 receptors, uh, which is indirectly related to COVID-19, but also, I mean, it's important. That's more of that foundational research stuff that we, we at least I gush about all the time, where it's like, hey guys, if we knew how viruses worked a little better when this thing hit, uh, we would probably be able to solve it a little quicker. So that's also a plug for, hey, when COVID-19 passes, stick around and boink, do all the science work, stay with us. We need your computation power. Uh, and I did mention open pandemic, so we'll give a little world community grid news here. Uh, which is the project that's putting together open pandemics world community grid has come out with a new version of their software so if you are running their software to crunch world community grid uh be sure to update uh and that is uh oh that's also tied to the the boink update which we'll be talking about in a second but they also released a uh image of what the screensaver for open pandemics will look like and i will be sure to put that in the description below so yes. check that out we love screensavers screensavers are great uh, talk about driving participation. Sometimes you just want to sit back and watch a screensaver do science. Mm. Uh. <laughs> or just have you, if your computer's on in the back of the house, and then someone walks by to say, what the hell's that? And say, it's boink. And say, what's a boink? <laughs> Are there any platforms on which I can boink? <laughs> <laughs> and then you say yes, and you point them to this episode, which we'll be talking about in about five minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So tied, tied to the World Community Grid update is the main update, which is the update for Boink, which we have now moved to version 7.16. And this was this came out last week. The wiki had not been updated yet. And now the wiki is updated. So here we go. Uh, this one has a bunch of technical stuff. Delta, do you want to talk about this? Because I have no idea what any of this oh, means. Yep. Okay, so there's a couple bug fixes and some security uh, fixes. So one of them is when you start up Boink, you might miss out on a file and it'll cause an error. There's also a uh, file name security vulnerability apparently that was fixed. There is also a feature to allow GUI uh, modifications or something over the web. So it looks like projects can now supply their own web-based GUI, which is interesting. Um, a couple other bug fixes just in terms of suspending jobs and aborting jobs. And yeah, just a lot of, uh, just generally a lot of uh, fixes to some crashes and also some calculations as well. You got to be very um, precise with those floating point calculations because it looks like they had an issue with, uh, I'm reading here, they had an, an issue with OpenCL when they calculate the floating point operations for the GPU, which is your graphics card in your computer. It looks like uh, they did an overflow on the calculation. So what would happen is you get up to a certain point and then it'll just go back to negative like a huge negative number. <laughs> so it's an important fix. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Awesome. All right. Love getting those bugs out of there. Uh, does the web-based thing mean that web-based projects are more of a possibility now? I'm not too sure. Um, it doesn't have a lot of information here. We could probably ask one of the developers here in this Discord what exactly it means. Um, it just seems like it's a nice little user-friendly feature of, of something. Um, you, you'll probably have to ask the developer. They don't have a lot of information here. Cool. I might, might go ahead and do that. Uh, so just a reminder before we move into the main discussion here, that Boink is, an, is a FOSS project, free and open source software, which is one of the coolest things that computing has ever done. 
but it means essentially that you are welcome to join the community, join the development team, and just develop away. You see something you want to fix, fix it. You see something you want to build, build it. You are welcome to come in and play with the code as you want uh, and, and make it fit your desires. Uh, that's about it. If you want to learn to code, come in and find some uh, entry-level issues and uh, try and fix them. And when you don't worry about screwing up, because when you try to uh, fix or submit the fix, people review the code who really know what they're talking about. So if you screw up, they tell you you screwed up, and here's maybe a they'll say here's maybe a better way to do it. And then that's how you learn. It's a great way to learn. It's all right. They don't bite. Come and ask some questions. <laughs> I don't know, man. That snake. That snake looks like it bites. <laughs> oh no! Those of you listening, Delta changed his uh, his, his profile picture on Stop Discord. Stop bringing I'm, it up. I'm giving him a little, <laughs> a little noise for it. Don't worry, you can return it when I change mine one day. All right, then we're gonna move right on to the main discussion point. And when I say right on, of course, I mean wait a minute. We forgot something, Delta. I know you've heard about it, but this show is brought to, <laughs> this is brought to you. <laughs> I've got this feeling on my mind. Oh no! <laughs> Starts with Alan. I'm copywriting that so you can't use it. <laughs> this show is brought to you by this group, Library.Science. Library.Science is a group that focuses on the curation of science news, the creation and creation of science content, like this podcast, the spread of science literacy, communication and education, and the advancement of the decentralized system of science. Uh, and they are sponsored by this group called Library, L-B-R-Y, which is a decentralized content hosting platform and so much more as it is a protocol in the Web 3.0 system. So do check them out at library.tv, library.com, or library.org. That is L-B-R-Y dot whatever I just said. So <laughs> check them out. Thank you guys for helping support the show. And that's it. So we're talking today about boinking on different platforms. And I don't know anything about this. I, as an ignorant person, have, uh, and I'm just tossing it off to Delta, I have a PC I run. I run with Windows. It crunches great. Works well. I got no complaints. Uh, I, I, I've got an Android phone. I don't put Boink on it. I'm going to tell you right now. I just, I just don't do it. Uh, maybe That's a fair I, point. But I want to learn if I should, why I should, and uh, you know how to do it if so. And I've also heard rumors that we can't use Boink on iOS. And that seems like a loss because uh, there's a lot of Macs out there. So, Delta, what is going on? What platforms can I boink on? Yep, you're entirely correct. And I will be giving some phone um, health tips to make sure that your phone is not going to die or have any damage done to it while you're running Boink, which it's usually the Boink app for your phone is pretty good with. But I'll give some extra tips for those of you who are a bit worried about using your phone for Boink. Uh, but as for platforms uh, where you can crunch Boink, uh, there are two things that we have to separate. So you have the Boink application, the what's called the Boink Manager. And I'm going to talk about it as the Boink Manager here. It's what it's the place where you attach projects and where you get work from the projects, and then they are put and run onto your computer. All right. So the Boink Manager manages all that sort of stuff. Then what you have is you have the applications from the projects, which we are going to call project applications. And what these do is they actually run the computations. So for example, uh, with Rosetta, as we were talking about earlier today, it's the program that does the molecular dynamics to fold the proteins and find the drugs that are candidates for particular problems. Uh, another one would be an example, uh, maybe Yo-Yo at Home doing mathematics, an app from Yo-Yo at Home, which 
calculates the optimal golem ruler, okay? And so there are two types of applications we have. And so both of them have compatibilities. With the Boink Manager, the Boink Manager runs on pretty much almost all platforms. The only one which you mentioned, Jaringo, is iOS Mobile. So it runs on Mac, it runs on Windows, runs on Linux, it runs on ARM computers. For those of you that don't know what ARM computers are, they're little what's called single board computers or maybe some other type of uh, interesting CPU or some other computer, which runs a special processor called an ARM processor. There's nothing really that special about it. All your phones have them and um, it, pretty, pretty much all your phones have them, ARM processors, because they're small, they're cheap and energy efficient. Okay, And Boink, Boink, the Boink Manager also runs on Android as well. Uh, so if you can think of pretty much anything, you can pretty much any platform you got, you could probably put Boink on it, except for, of course, iOS mobile. And yeah, I think we received an email about that, uh, talking about how iOS uh, mobile doesn't support Boink, which is a little bit disappointing, uh, didn't we? Yeah. So uh, as we said earlier in the show, if you have an iOS device, unfortunately, you can't run Boink. Uh, there is an alternative you can run, which is called Dream Labs. Um, so if you want to check that out, uh, you can just literally search up Dream Labs. It's a thing by Vodafone, telecommunications company. But we're probably wondering why we can't run it on iOS mobile. If Dream Labs can run it on iOS mobile, why can't Boink run it on iOS mobile? Yeah! The key problem is executables, okay? When you run the Boink Manager, the Boink Manager goes to the project servers for, and it asks for a project application. And so what will happen is your Boink Manager will download that application will download the program from that project and put it onto your computer for your computer to run. So that's in that's the entire problem there. Because most phones, because phones have to be probably one of the most secure things, uh, one of the most secure computers that you own, your phones have a lot and a lot and a lot of security features. So because they have such stringent security features, they prevent these good doing uh, applications from coming onto your phone purely because the phone doesn't know where it's getting it from. There's something called a signature, which also happens on Windows too, which checks the application, which checks the program to see who made it. And it's a special type of cryptography mathematics that I'm not going to go through, but it does it pretty securely. And if the phone doesn't know where it's coming from or who made it, or whether it's verified by Apple or verified by Google to be safe, then it's not going to touch it. It's not going to execute it. It's not going to. It's not going to do anything with it. So that's the problem with mobile uh, with mobile projects. Now I mentioned that Android works, but iOS doesn't. Um, the only problem is Android is now adding that feature. Unfortunately, there is a issue in the Boink GitHub repository uh, which states that uh, Google's Android API. 28 uh, adds some new restrictions to executable files, which essentially means the programs that you run to run Boink, the project applications. And so it looks like that they're doing the same thing as iOS and preventing external executables from being downloaded and executed on the phone, which is a little bit unfortunate because you've basically just popped off all, all the... Um, or the Android users on Boink. And the key thing, as we said earlier about phones, is that basically everyone has them. So you have this huge pool of computing power that's just sitting idle in people's pockets, charging, everything like that. And they're not being used for anything. And now you're just completely blocking off the people who are using Android to crunch their to crunch their science, which is a little bit of a, a little bit of a disappointing thing. You know, the, the the great thing about it is that we have some very smart people here in the community who know how to get around it and who are planning to find a way to get around it. 
not in a bad way, but in a good way. Uh, they're going to do it according to the policies that Android, the Android API will now set out so that we can actually get these applications onto Android and keep them there. Because there are some projects which do rely on Android work units, such as IBM's Well Community Grid. Now, um, you're probably wondering why uh, iOS would allow Dreamlabs as opposed to Boink. Mainly because Dreamlabs was made by Vodafone, yeah. which is a reputable uh, <laughs> telecommunications company. So Apple's like, hell yeah, we can trust you. Uh, and so there you go. Unfortunately, they have the they, they have the better they have the better stick than us. Hey, um, that's not fair. Sorry, I feel like I just got to be throwing in stuff from the background here. To keep, <laughs> keep you energized. Throw a tomato or two. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't. So, hold on. so Android tasks are, or Android projects are going to be uh, broken soon. Is this happening now, or when is this? What is what? It's not happening now, uh, and Android projects will still be with us. So, well, uh, projects like Well Community Grid are still going to have their Android tasks because uh, we, as I said, we have some really smart people here who are going to try and program around it. So we're probably not going to see the death of Boink for Android. Uh, we're probably going to see it flourish sometime in the future. Okay, but it, like, I mean, it's going to take some time to to put out the fix for uh, whatever's going on with Google. Like, when is Google implementing these new rules? Do we know? I think these changes are for only particular devices. Um, for example, if you have a really old device, uh, it might not update with these changes because Google doesn't support them anymore. Um, but uh, they should, uh, I think, from what it looks like, they're only just talking about it now. I'm not sure if they're actually going to implement it. Um, I haven't done too much research into it, but it's if it happens anytime soon, uh, it's definitely going to be a big priority for uh, the Boink developers. Like I think on the on the issue that I'm talking about on the GitHub repository for Boink, they actually have it tagged as critical. So it's something that uh, we need to address like right now for gotcha. for Boink on Android. Um, but yeah, if uh, you don't have anything other than that, I was just gonna. Talk about uh, maintaining your computers and uh, phones when running Boink. Yeah, I heard a story about uh, a fellow cruncher who was crunching on his phone and uh, didn't really take care of it. Just thought, hey, I'll just throw it on there and, and do some work and didn't fix the settings. And next thing you know, the back of the phone starts to pry off the the phone. Mm. Battery swells. Uh, yeah, what happened there? <laughs> we call them spicy pillows. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, what what you're talking about is uh, what's called lipo bloat. So it's when your battery in your phone starts to expand, and that's when it becomes dangerous. Because um, if you puncture a lipo or um, lithium ion battery, if you puncture it, like stab it, it will explode. Um, the reason is because you have two layers of um, of substances that can contain electricity, and then you have what's called a dielectric in the middle which prevents them from touching each other. If you get rid of that dielectric, then both of the materials can touch each other and it basically explodes. So do not ever puncture or drop uh, LiPo batteries because it can damage them. That's a very key thing. Now, in order to protect your phone while you're crunching Boink, two things. Keep the phone cool, so probably only crunch during the winter times, uh, or if you're just in a cold climate, only crunch it maybe at night when it's, when it's colder. And two, Keep the phone charged. Now, um, usually you'll hear people saying, if your phone's on 100%, don't keep it on charge. That's sort of 
true. Um, with modern devices now, they can automatically shut off most of the power when your phone is on 100%. But if you're running Boink and your phone is at 100%, what will happen is it'll only draw the energy from the adapter that's plugged into the wall for the energy that's needed to run Boink. So it's not really touching the battery at all. It's just basically powering the rest of the phone to crunch Boink. So there really is not that much of a bad, it's not that much of a bad thing to keep your phone on charge while running Boink. As for the temperature wise, uh, did you have something to say, Django? Well, I think you're about to hit it. Go ahead. Yeah. So as for keeping your phone cool, <clears throat> the Boink Android app is actually pretty good at doing it. Inside the Android app for Boink, it has a setting that tells you at what temperature should you stop crunching. And so it'll do that usually at around 40 to 50 degrees Celsius. Um, I don't know if you want to convert that to freedom units for me. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> okay. It's hot. It's really freaking hot. <laughs> well, 50 degrees Celsius, uh, it's sort of hot. Um, but usually anything above that temperature is pretty bad for a battery. Um, so uh, if you have a throwaway phone, one that you've had for a while now, for example, I have an old Samsung S3 somewhere in the house, uh, which I want to get onto Boink. There's probably no real issue on using it because, I mean, you're never going to use it. But if you're using your actual phone, some key recommendations, make sure you have that setting in the Boink Android app set. So make sure it stops on a particular temperature. Uh, make sure you um, only crunch it during cold days, not in the heat of the Australian summer. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, keep it charged while it's while it's crunching and only allow it to crunch uh, while charging because if you let it crunch just on the battery, it'd drain the battery and remove a whole cycle of battery that you could use for regular phone use pretty much. Okay, hold on. Let me, yep. let me ask some questions here. So heat is the enemy of batteries. Uh, heat is our enemy and I live in Australia, which is the hottest <laughs> place on the planet. Did my friend's uh, battery expand because it was getting hot? It was overheated? Or what happened there? It can expand due to a number of problems. So it, the battery could have been worn out. So it could have been really, really like overused. Uh, it could have short-circuited. So if you just plug both of the ends of the battery together, that can also cause it to inflate. Um, if you damage it or hit it against something, that can also cause it to inflate. And then finally heat stress which is extended periods of heating and cooling can also cool that uh, can also cause that okay so it, it's that's not a common occurrence my friend probably just treated his phone really poorly yeah it's not it's uh, not that common it, it's only for really people that don't take care of the phones and if my phone overheats like once or twice it's not that big of a deal it'll just shut off i just don't want to do it every time like if i if it overheats once be like oh shoot that setting probably isn't on and go into the settings and uh turn it on <laughs> yeah so if your phone heats up and cools down naturally um as you use it like for example um uh, i remember when i was walking home from the train station in the in in the middle of the australian summer and my phone got so hot just for me holding it and and calling someone that it shut off <laughs> because it got so hot so um that hot yeah. fire over the phone huh <laughs> yeah, I mean, the sun was pretty close, so you, you got to probably put the phone in your bag while you walk, and that's what I did from then on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so bottom line here, uh, Android, uh, your phone is best utilized for crunching when uh, it's plugged in, when it's charged, uh, and you can do it in a setting, I'm sure, in the app or, or Turn on a setting. Yep, it's where it's, in, like the, it's in the Boink Manager app for Android. You can change it to only crunch when it's um, not that hot. Can you make it so it only crunches when it's plugged in? Yes, that is also a setting. There you go. So and turn it's on... on by default. 
as well. So it'll only oh, punch while you're charging by default. So just make sure those two things are on and you are good to go. Use your phone. Because like we said, there's small, small things when standing alone, but many little ants together make a big thing move. <laughs> that made a little sense, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so just some, I've, I've done crunching on my phone plenty of times. Um, uh, I don't do it with my current phone, but I, I do it with a throwaway phone that I have. Um, and, uh, usually what I used to do is when my phone is almost dead. So when I need to charge it, plug it in, let it run boink while it charges all the way to hundred percent. And then a presto, I can unplug it and use it for what I, what I want, um, whatever I use my phone for. Uh, so that's how I usually do it. Uh, it's up to you whether you want to do that too. Just uh, make sure the conditions are right. All right. So now that we've talked about phones, it's probably good to move on to computers too, because computers have their own conditions for running Boink as well. And unlike phones, computers don't necessarily have a temperature thing that you can set in the Boink manager to stop things from um, from overheating in your computer. But usually that's actually done by your operating system. So your computer will automatically tone down itself when it gets too hot. Now, uh, computers, as I've said many times during these podcasts, are meant, uh, the components are meant to run at 100%. They're built to run at 100%. They're built to run at 100% for an extended period of time as well. So there's absolutely no issue with running Boink on your computer. Some key things that you might want to maintain to increase the life of your computer is to probably set it to not... uh, in the Boink, I'll explain it. So in the Boink manager, you have an option that allows Boink to stop while um, your computer is in use. So maybe when you're typing or when you're moving the mouse, when you're scrolling through Facebook or any sort of social media, um, it'll stop so that you have those computational power, that computational power to do what you're trying to do. Now, there is a small problem with that. And uh, I've had this issue with one of my old phones, actually, <laughs> uh, a bit ironic. But uh, when you run Boink, your components in your computer get a bit hot, right? But they cool off because there's a fan and it, it ventilates everything pretty much. But then when it stops, it cools back down. That heating up and cooling down is not particularly that healthy for the CPU. Uh, the reason is because if you have lots of heating up and then cooling down and then heating up and then cooling down and then heating up and cooling down, it warps, it slightly warps the hardware. So on a molecular level, it slightly moves things out of place a bit. So if you do that sort of boink crunching, it may, and I'm, I'm saying may because it doesn't do this all the time and most products are pretty good, it may decrease the lifespan of your hardware. So as a recommendation of what you might want to do, which is actually what I do, is I run Boink 24-7. So I only run the CPU 24-7. So whenever my computer is on, Boink will always be running. Because I have a pretty good CPU, and it has lots of cores, and I've got plenty of RAM, I can run it for 24-7 because it doesn't, inter- it doesn't, interfere, with ad- it doesn't interfere with anything. I, I, I can do stuff brilliantly, brilliantly, bleh, brilliantly fine without... Um, without any issues, even running Boink in the background. And then maybe when, when it comes to nighttime, I'll switch on my GPU and run all night. Um, and my computer's still running. It's been running for, God, I don't even know how many years, probably more than five years running Boink 24-7 while it's on. <laughs> so um, Boink is fine for computers. And uh, just if you maintain your computers correctly, clean them, dust them, make sure they don't overheat. 
definitely not. If you if you have Australian summers like me and you're Australian, listen here, probably not a good idea to run Boink during the summer unless you have an air conditioner. Um, the the only place where you will damage your uh, computer hardware with the heat is if it gets above boiling point. So if it goes above 80, 90, or 100 degrees Celsius, then yeah, definitely you're going to want to cut it off or, or turn it off completely. But other than that, it's completely safe to run Boink on your computers, completely safe to run it on your laptop too. Um, just uh, probably keep it running for as long as possible and don't have sort of staggered starts and turning off and turning on unless you absolutely need it. Or whether it's for something like, for example, uh, if uh, I know there's some people here that have put it on work computers or school computers sometimes, which might you might want it. So when someone's using the computer, they have all the resources so it doesn't lag for them. Uh, as always, we say make sure you get permission before you do that. So um, yeah, so that's how you can maintain your computer. Um, it's a lot easier to maintain the computer than the phone because there's a lot, uh, the computer's a lot more durable than uh, all, the fo- all the stuff in the phone considering the battery. So uh, that's it for maintenance, uh, if you have any questions. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I kept my uh, my computer under my desk in winter, and it served as a absolutely wonderful foot warmer once. Uh, <laughs> it's great. Uh, I have a Raspberry Pi in the house. What I was thinking of is I was thinking of getting maybe a custom heat sink for it and turning it into a hand warmer because everything else in my body is fine during the winter except for my hands and my feet. They get really, really, really cold for some reason. And so having uh, a Raspberry Pi running boink Heating up a heat sink where I can put my hand would be a pretty good idea. Um, I yeah, love and it. there are actually, uh, I think I remember seeing someone who turned a, a Boink rig, one of their computers, uh, into a heater. Like an actual, they, they wanted to use it for heating. And they, uh, they've been running it for a bit and they say it works pretty all right. Um, not the best because um, uh, with regular domestic heaters, they, they are basically made to pump out heat. Whereas with computers, they're made to compute and also pump out heat. Uh, but they do more computing than heating. So, um, but it works well. If you uh, if you want to subvert your heating costs from electric heaters to computer heaters, you're doing science while heating your house and keeping yourself warm. Nice. And uh, two things from the chat here. I did look up what 50 degrees Celsius is. It is 122 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's going back to phones. Uh, that's pretty warm. Uh, and then Anna points out that uh, the on sort of the wish list and roadmap for Boink, but you know, as it is a FOSS project, these things are just wish lists mostly. Uh, but they do say that they want to, the developers want to implement temperature and fan speed monitoring directly into the Boink client. So that would uh, that would be awesome. So essentially, what you could do on the phone, you could do on your computer. Yeah, that would be a very user very user friendly um, fix. So hopefully, it might come in. Uh, if you want to help figure out how to do that, if you want to help um, program it. Feel free to hop onto the Boink Network Discord, or you can leave an issue on the GitHub page, or you can contact one of the developers there. Uh, help out with this project. It's great. You put on your resume. Plenty of time at home now with uh, the lockdown, so there's basically no excuse. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, brilliant stuff that you can come on and do and help out with. Awesome. And uh, we'll wrap up on that. And this one last question that I'm sure we're going to get asked, what the heck is up with PlayStation. Can you or can you not boink on PlayStations and why uh, not? The age-old question. It's because <laughs> one time there was someone that decided to try it and it worked. And if I'm not mistaken, it's how GPU Grid actually came about. I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, someone might correct me, GPU Grid, one of the boink projects, actually first ran on PlayStations. 
Now, this is with the old PlayStations, I think PlayStation 2 or PlayStation 3, um, where they didn't have as many security restrictions as they do nowadays. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it was GPU Grid was originally called PS3 Grid. So it used to run on the PlayStation 3, which apparently didn't have that many security restrictions in modifying the either firmware or operating system on the actual PS3. So people could modify it and everything like that. But nowadays, they know how to lock you in and they know how to prevent you from tweaking things, which is, in my eyes, a little bit unfortunate because that's how I came to understand computers and that's how I fell in love with computers, simply being able to tweak with them. So uh, that's just a little sentimental thing for me that I think we're missing in today's society. <laughs> so so we cannot crunch on uh, PlayStations right now. Not anymore. Um, if you have a PS3 now and it's fully updated, like uh, all the operating systems are updated, they've, I'm pretty sure they've they've patched it, so you can't actually modify it. But if you have an old PS3 that hasn't been updated, possibly. But the thing is, there's no projects that really support them anymore. So that you're not gonna, uh, as we said before, you have the manager and you have the applications. Chances are you're not gonna find a project application that supports the PS3. Uh, um, well, yeah, it's a bit if- unfortunate. If some executive from PlayStation just happens from Sony happens to be listening to this, geez, it would be so cool if we could use those things to boink because those are some powerful machines. And heck, hick, and heck, Microsoft too. If they want to put this <laughs> on the Xbox, why not? Like, come on. We're talking about phones everywhere. Yeah. Everyone's got a gaming, a lot of people have gaming rigs, and those things are just giant computers. I think we also talked about this before when uh, I think back in the day when we were talking about gamification. Um, the games the games are great ones because when you're, for example, in a loading screen or when you're waiting for something to happen, uh, I got a great example. I was playing a game called Signal Simulator uh, the other night, uh, which is sort of like SETI, <laughs> uh, funny enough, where you can Sounds go and like find aliens. like the nerdiest game you could play. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, okay, and one of the key things about this game is that uh, when you turn the antennae in the game like the SETI antennas it takes so long it takes so long to turn the antennas so maybe in some ideas for maybe some game developers is to implement that sort of system uh, while you're waiting for something it, it, it'd be brilliant. Um, it's uh, like, for example, when I was waiting there, I was doing some Zooniverse things. I was just hopping on, on the on the Zooniverse website and I was doing Zooniverse while I was waiting for my um, uh, antennae to turn. Um, so, yeah, that's a thing. Also, fun fact, in Signal Simulator, you can actually crunch boink. <laughs> Not real boink, but fake boink. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you can, run, you can run, quote, SETI at home in Signal Simulator, which is uh, in the game, it basically um, gives you a chance to find upgrades after doing research or something like that. Well, I'm glad you're not playing Truck Simulator is all. I sort of want to. <laughs> I know, don't we all? It's, it's really why I I used to play Farming Simulator a lot. That was uh, fun. Do you remember Sim Farm? No, but I remember... Um, what was I remember back in the day when I was really young, I, I was fascinated with like, weren't there like Facebook games or something with farming? Like, oh, Farmville, that's what it was called. Oh, boo, Farmville, okay, I get it. <laughs> I was really fascinated with that right. for some reason when I was a kid. No, I get it, because Sim Farm was, uh, I mean, it was, um, what's his name? The guy from Maxis, and he did the Sims things, some of his earlier work, and uh, Sim Farm, Sim Ant, all those Great simulating <laughs> games. Holy cow, were they fun. And then Facebook comes along. So I hire Farmville. It's like, Aww. oh, please. I want to grow my strawberries and drive over them with a tractor. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and on that note, we will be wrapping up this time. Yep. <laughs>
We're making uh, strawberry jam here. <laughs> thanks, everyone in the chat, for sticking around. Uh, and, yeah, thanks for the questions coming in uh, at boink.network at gmail.com or on Twitter. Uh, specifically related to LEC at home, where we will be talking with Eric McIntosh in the near future. And uh, also related to anything. If you have cool news tidbits you think uh, we would find interesting, don't hesitate to let us know. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I mean, stay safe, wash your hands. We'll see y'all next week, Friday, 5 p.m. EST, right here in the Boink Network Discord server. Dalton, am I missing anything? I could rant on about how time is the worst thing that programmers ever have to deal with, <laughs> but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'll see you next time. I don't have it loaded up, guys. I'm sorry, but let's just imagine go. it <laughs> from, from me to you. <laughs> do you actually have it memorized? I do not have it memorized. At no, all. I don't have it memorized. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we can make a new one. We can become an acapella group for season two, maybe. <laughs> you gotta put that in the bloopers now. <laughs>